Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time and a happy uh, St. Andrew's Day to Andy and to Ali. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and with me this week, I've got uh, Adam. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you very much. Uh, we've got Ubifura Ross. Hello. You right? Yeah, wonderful. And we've got Jesse. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which one of you was going to do it, though. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do it. <laughs> uh, we are also live on Facebook. That makes no difference to this, because you're listening to this about a day or so after it happens. So. But anyway, um, hello to the Capital Projects crew, Emmy, Stuart and Rakesha. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about um, the Champions League games that happened, the Premier League games uh, that will happen, uh, other bits and bobs of news, and some games coming up in Europe this weekend. So, guys, Liverpool's game, unfortunately, was postponed, so we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> What's it? We, we do, really, don't we? Sure uh, I feel, I feel really sure I watched it. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> almost certain I watched it. I definitely, had, I definitely had Steve McManaman's shrill voice talking about it many times. <laughs> Could only dogs hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Right, go on. Let's talk about Liverpool 2. Uh, sorry, PSG 2, Liverpool 1. Um, Bonnet and Neymar scored. Uh, James Milner scored with Liverpool's only shot and targets. That's set 100% accuracy. Something to take out of this. <laughs> but, what, what, but to ruin another stat, it's the first Liverpool game. It's yeah. the first game Liverpool have lost when James Milner has scored. I thought it was the first game ever, wasn't it? Oh, possibly. I don't know. Whereas that My stat's still true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so some of the notes I've written down here. PSG dominated uh, Van der Vaart clearance for the first goal. Uh, wasn't particularly great, so he was sort of culpable for the first goal. That was Sorry, shot- did you say... You, you mean Van Dyke, not Van der Vaart? Van der Vaart. I don't imagine Rafa, I don't imagine Raphael Van der Vaart... If Raphael Van der Vaart's playing centre-half, then <laughs> that's probably one of the situations where I might take... I might <laughs> take Lovren instead. <laughs> What a tortured centre-half it would be, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, Virgil van Dijk was culpable for the first goal. I can't remember the second goal, because the people saying Joe Gomez was culpable for that one as well. Um, so, Leonardo DiCaprio and Mick Jagger were there. So they saw a PSG masterclass, or did they see some Liverpool butchery, Adam? Um, I thought they saw some Liverpool naivety. OK. Um, I think that uh, the complaining you hear from the Liverpool-based areas of the of the media after the game about diving and I think that that it was just naive naive football from a Liverpool team that you would expect to be better coached than that I was going to say um, I played football Wednesday night so I didn't actually see the result till after I finished um, and when I started reading about Neymar diving and all this sort of stuff I did kind of think well what do you expect Ross I mean <laughs> 
<laughs> Although one thing, me, someone tell me something I don't know. Yeah. Although one thing I had someone wrote about Neymar on Twitter a few weeks ago is the fact that he's got this sort of real low pain threshold on the pitch. Yet he's sort of um, man enough for, or can take the pain for lots and lots of tattoos on his body. As a man of tattoos, Ross, is that a sort of glaring <laughs> contradiction? Uh, well, they're different because tattoos are an addictive kind of pain. I don't think I'd get addicted to people kicking me. There's only one way to find out. So this lead, this, this win was fully deserved. You both saying that? Yeah? PSG were much better than Liverpool. Much better. Um, yeah. Not only uh, Liverpool's um, penalty was as close to not being able to be a penalty as a penalty can be, as well. <laughs> so was it? On the edge of the area or inside the area? or It was literally in the edge. Of, it was in the corner of the area. He ran across <laughs> the corner and he got him in. It, it was definitely a penalty. It was a great decision by the referee. But a foot either way and it wasn't a penalty. Oh, really? <laughs> um, okay, so there's a few permutations to Liverpool game because Napoli are top on nine points. PSG on eight. Um, Liverpool six and um, Red Star on four. So... Basically, Liverpool, um, to go through, they need to win by two or more goals, really, isn't it? Because or 1-0. Nap- one, one I, I yeah. One. Well, Napoli got the head, better head-to-head so far, haven't they? So they beat I'm, sure, I'm, sure I heard that, I'm sure I heard that a 1-0 victory puts Liverpool through. Liverpool lost 1-0 to Napoli in Italy. So presumably, yes, we would go through with a 1-0 win here if our goal difference is, I don't know, better or more goals scored or something. You must Basically, have yeah. We need some sort of Stephen Gerrard Olympiakos thing. It is at Anfield though, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Could happen. Did you hear Warnock's comments about um, Mo Salah playing as an individual? No. Yeah, he's, he's not happy with the way Salah plays. I mean, I'm sure we'd love him in his team, but... I mean, <laughs> I, I've got a question. Who asked him? Who <laughs> well, asked yeah, him? Exactly. Just piping, just piping up. up on his own. Yeah. He's just at home. Just... What he does. <laughs> It was that theory he was talking to again in Richmond Park. <laughs> it's, like when, it's like when Harry Redknapp calls into TalkSport on his own, unannounced. Just like... Is it like Adam, you ruling yourself out of the Manchester United job when it comes up? <laughs> <laughs> Don't rule anything out at this, this stage. I'm not ruling anything out. <laughs> uh, OK, so it's not an impossible job for Liverpool to go through. Next up for Liverpool, oh, though, sorry, Adam... Oh, sorry, it's not oh. an impossible... Surely... Nothing's beating... impossible. Surely Liverpool beating Napoli at home is what you'd is the expected result, no? Don't say no, like you're on, t- on the Totally Football Show. No, I want to say it because I know it annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you told me it annoys you. It's oh, your own fault. It's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a bad error. Um, they're a very good team, Napoli, and they got Kim and Ali Answer the problem, uh, actual question. Uh, at the beginning, at the beginning, at when the Draw was uh, the draw was made. You'd have expected to win the home tie, no? I would have expected us to win the home tie. Yeah, 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 you're right. I probably would have done so. It's not quite sort of Jared versus Olympiakos, but it's um, still something that we definitely need to do. You are heavy favourites because of the bookies. If that helps, are we? Okay, yeah. a non bookies never bookies never get anything wrong. wrong. No, no, not at all. Um. But next up for Liverpool this weekend, they're at home to Everton. Um, Sorry, inform in Everton. I was just going to say, yes, <laughs> to, give us our, to give us our official term. That, like well, I, I, you interrupted me. That, that was a comma, not a full stop. I was going to say they won three out of four in the league, uh, Everton have. But do you know when the last time they won at Anfield? Yes, was? I do. 
Yes, because I looked it up this week. It was in 1999. Exactly. It wasn't even, wasn't even this millennia. <laughs> when you were 28 still. Um, so, yeah, uh, no Everton manager has won their first Derby Anfield since 1894 either. I mean, that's a very particular stat, though, isn't it? Well, all stats are unique, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, okay, so Mo Salah is going to make his 50th Premier League appearance. In that time, he's got 39 goals. Only two players have got a um, better ratio in, that, in the Premier League era. Who's that? Aguero? No. Back in the day, this is. Van Nistelrooy. Back, backer in the day. Backer in the day. <laughs> a- a- Andy Cole? Yes. And Alan Shearer? Yes, there you go. It wasn't just hard, was it? <laughs> Okay, uh, right, but that's Liverpool. Um, toddling on over to France then. Uh, Leon 2, Manchester City 2, two goals from um, Cornet and Laporte and Aguero with his sixth consecutive away Champions League goal. What did Leon do, uh, Ross, that other teams can't? Because this is four points that Leon have got off Manchester City in this Champions League season. I don't, I don't know. It is quite baffling, actually. Cause that's why I asked you. They're not, they're <laughs> not, they don't seem afraid to just play Man City. That seems to be the way to... <clears throat> get at them other teams like in Premier League Liverpool have done it previously just just go and play them don't just sit there and let them play I think, I think you need to be able to you need to be brave enough to go and play them and have a bit about you hmm. like I don't I don't think Mark Hughes could get Southampton doing that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you've got to have Nabil Fekir and you know people Anthony Lopez in goal and people like that have you yeah, to, yeah you yeah. mean you mean We've we've seen Pochettino do it with yeah. <laughs> with, with with Harry Kane and Deli Ali. And my... It's a bit easier. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I mean, Shane Long will run and run and run. But <laughs> I mean, you listen to the same podcast I nick things from, and presumably you've heard them all this week as well. I, I had a, I had a choice of which one to listen to because I was a bit behind, and I thought, no, I'll listen to the one that will annoy Chris the most. <laughs> Well, on Football Weekly this week, they had Andy Brassel on, who was talking about... Um... Absolute shite. When he was talking about David De Gea. Absolute shite. What, what was he saying? I don't listen. He, he, he claimed that David De Gea wasn't one of the best goalkeepers in the world. I don't think he claimed that. I think he claimed he, he wasn't he claimed... the best. No, no. He claimed he wasn't in the top tier and or as and, or, where he was putting Booth on, which I oh. mm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but he was talking about Lyon in the French League um, and how pretty much they should be doing an awful lot better with the players they have. So, you know, if they were over here in this country, they'd be doing an awful lot better, maybe. Haven't they had a down period, though, Lyon? Aren't they kind of on their way back up. So they used to yeah, be a they, team, didn't they? They did. They won those 2007 to 2000, no, 2002, 2007, something like that. They had, they won pretty much every league going. So, I think they, they won. They won six league titles in a row, didn't they? They did, and they produced Benzema and uh, Sien and people like that, didn't they? And, it sort of and they also had... Um, uh, uh, what's the name of the guy? The free kick take... The guy who scored all the free Oh, Giannino. Giannino Pernicano. Yeah. Yes. He was excellent. Free kicks. Yeah, um, that sort of stopped, didn't it? Are they on the way up, or do they have two very good forward players who they will shortly sell for lots of money and <laughs> won't be able to replace with that sort of quality? Yeah, one of which found a medical at Liverpool this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're possibly right. Um, they've got um, veteran Triore, haven't they? Uh, ex of Chelsea, who does okay for them as well. Um, City are group winners. Uh, virtually, they got a goal difference of nine compared to Leon's one, um, and they're three points ahead of Leon. 
Uh, and there's a final day showdown um, between Leon and Shakhtar Donetsk, who are in third place, two points behind them. But hold on, uh, does it go to head-to-head? So Leon would be a... Well, no, Shakhtar are two points behind. Oh, no, well... Oh, no, you're right. Because if Leon win... win, win eight if Shakhtar win, they'll have eight points and go three, wouldn't they? Surely. No, you're talking about Leon and City, aren't you? Oh. Yeah, and Leon yes. could go above City, can't they? Yeah. Oh, yes, you're right, yeah. Fair enough, they probably could do. So they do need to win. Um, yeah, Shakhtar beat Hoffenheim 3-2 with an 89th minute Tyson winner. That was a rather good goal. Uh, uh, that, that, was, that game was a very good article. Um, uh, not article, a very, um, a very, a very good um, example of why the goal show could be so successful because it, you got to just see the highlights and just see them going back and scoring goals and goals and goals. It was very enjoyable. Goal show is brilliant. Yeah. Really, really good. And uh, next up, City there at home to Bournemouth on Saturday. Bournemouth on a three-match losing run, and City versus Bournemouth in the Premier League. I played six, won six, four twenty-one against two. Anyone make an argument here for your local boys? <laughs> no. Tough. Oh. no. Tough. <laughs> tough. Ooh. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, next up, then um, the enthralling delight that was Manchester United one young boys nil. Adam, do you like to see young boys get beaten? <laughs> Daily. <laughs> uh, like, I had got Jessie written next to that joke, but seeing as she's not here. Um, it normally costs me more than a BT subscription, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fellaini with a 91st uh, minute winner. It's the first home Manchester United uh, Champions League goal in 275 minutes. I feel like I've said Fellaini injury time goal quite a lot in 2018. <laughs> um, I. No one cares about the goal, do they? Because I absolutely lost my shit when he smashed those when he smashed those bottles. Love it, absolutely. Love I it. absolutely, I could not believe my luck. I was immediately on Twitter looking for <laughs> pictures and videos and sharing it. I was, it was, it was my best day. It's the best day. I can. The best bit about it is the long version. I don't know if I told you guys about it, but there's a longer version that I only saw once because there was actually two sets of bottles. And the first one, he kicks over, but it's the meekest kick you've ever seen. It's like someone trying to like knock it with his foot, and then he's just like, "That's not going to be enough. I need them to really talk yeah. about me." So I'm going to go all Pete Townsend on this. Do we have a problem with his gesticulations after Marcus Rashford's missed? They seem to make a lot of it in the BT Sports Studio, but I imagine that's just a natural human reaction, isn't it? Just to get annoyed if someone does that. Yeah. I mean, Gary Lineker was very annoyed about it, wasn't he? And Yeah. Um, you could say that uh, he would be someone who would know about that as someone who played in that position. But if people, at the same time, people are going to turn around and talk about how Jose Mourinho um, has lost the ability to manage players nowadays because he can't relate to these young players as opposed to the players he had in 2004, then what is Gary... Then surely that deflates Gary Lineker's opinion when he was playing in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, does anybody listen to the Manchester United rank cast with Paul and Ed? Ed Paul, formerly of this parish. I mean, they're great guys, but not a chance. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, Ross, wants, Ross still wants to be buried in the family grave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I listened to it and like you say they're lovely people but they were absolutely um, uh, beside themselves with annoyance this week at what Manchester United had become and the poor performances of late and they were both getting to the point where they say they couldn't see themselves going to um, Old Trafford at any point in the near future Uh, Plastics (laughs) Plastics Do you think? You support the team for ups and downs 
I've watched my team in fucking League to. 1 with minus 15 points. I still would have gone if I could have gone. Just because you're not the most successful team in the fucking world anymore. Get over it. Yeah, that is very... That is ultimate first world problems, isn't it? Oh, no. Oh, you would we, know. We've slipped from being the first best team in the country to the... <laughs> oh, no. Now we're only the sixth best team yeah. in the country. Oh, my heart fucking bleeds. <laughs> Last year we only finished second in the league <laughs> and made it to an FA Cup final. When you've been managed Check. by Dave Hockaday, come and see me. Right? I'll have some, <laughs> some sympathy for you. Fair enough. Uh, but there were quite a few empty seats, weren't they, Old Trafford? Yeah. Because they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. They're expensive or I mean, are they pre sold those to season ticket holders and they just not turn up or what quite is possibly. It? It's, well <laughs> it's it's young boys on a Tuesday night, isn't it? Like Later on, Teddy Tuesday night. Uh, you, that was it. <laughs> Chris really wanted to put his own joke into Young Boys on a Tuesday night. There, I could just I could see it. But like, do you know what I mean? Is is it the hottest ticket in town? No. No. Okay, fair enough. And um, Flaney Handball, are we okay with that? I'm okay with most things Flaney does. He's he's enjoyment on the pitch. He's having a great time. I do love his new haircut. He does look pretty proper cool. He's, he's box office. Yeah. <laughs> in Mourinho, perfect for each other. To be fair, he's probably been, for sort of impact on games, he's quite possibly been their most important player the last couple of years. Him and De Gea. Yeah. <laughs> That's damning De Gea with very faint praise. But you think of the number of points that De Gea has saved them, the number of points that Fellaini has got them with his sort of last-minute elbows into the goal and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, and um, finally for English teams. Oh no, hang on. I just want to say that it wasn't a very good finish from Fellaini, and you're, people are very quick to do a disservice with you, like with the word elbows into the goal. <laughs> I know. I realised when I said that I should have said <laughs> like knee or backside. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manchester United this weekend. They are away to Southampton, who lost. You saw this. It was the Carabao Cup this week. Um, they lost on penalties to Leicester they're, with VAR controversy. Didn't even know that happened. I didn't till I sort of read about it the next day. But basically, um, Barry Glendenny from The Guardian wrote an article on Mark Hughes's persistent whinging about the referee. So him and Charlie Austin the other week, when they sort of had their rants after the Watford game about VAR being introduced, it gets introduced and he's still not happy with the VAR result at Leicester. No, um, he's not happy, shocker. No, exactly. <laughs> so, someone did say, is Charlie Austin the most influential footballer on the planet? He goes off on that rant one week and then they introduce VAR in the Premier League from next season the next. Well, Pontus Janssen called the referee a cheat two weeks before and got banned and a grand fine. Charlie Austin does the same thing, doesn't get banned or fined at all. It's an anti-Leeds bias going back to the Don Revie. I mean, he didn't use the word cheat though, did he, Ross? There is a difference mm, there. Yeah. He I didn't it. say the word shit either, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> And at no point did he offer him outside, which I imagine also happened. <laughs> and he doesn't play for Leeds. <laughs> uh, so how do you see this one go? Um, Southampton and winless in 10, United in winless in 3. Um, what Southampton... do you mean? They won... Hold on, Man United won on win... uh, the... Premier League, midweek. Sorry. <laughs> Premier League, sorry. I didn't write that down. Uh, Southampton have lost 10 points from winning positions. That's the most in the Premier League this season. So there's an inability to defend there, isn't there, deep down? Mark Hughes has won three games as Saints boss. Yeah, I mean, if Fulham, like I'm, I'm waiting for Claudio Ranieri to catch him up. I really want it. I really want it to happen in three games. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> and you like win all day long, this one. Exactly. Um, do you think it's not going to be? This isn't going to be last of the match of the day, is it? No, second last. 
Those two things yeah. can. Those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive, do they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, United were last last week with that draw, weren't they? Huddersfield, Brighton are playing this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. OK, right, we'll go over to Wembley. Um, as Spurs beat Inter Milan 1-0, thanks to an 80th-minute um, Christian Eriksen goal. I've written down here, Spurs having a who-can-miss-the-most contest, because it's what it seems to be on the highlights. They seem to be getting all these great positions, and all these shots just kept sailing sort of over the bar or onto the post or into Handanovic or something like that. It, didn't, it looked like it was going to be one of those games for them. I can't, I can't watch Spurs. Their kit annoys me. White. It's not just white, is it? It's the blue bit. Like they followed what Man United done, but the Man United's kit fades into their shorts and it looks good. What 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 colours the Leeds kit? White it's, and blue? Yeah, but it's all white though. There's no blue <laughs> kind of fade at the bottom of it. It just looks weird. Can you just look at them from the sort of chest up? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'll try that. <laughs> Um, I mean, that, I mean, you've 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 lived a lot of your life looking at people from the chest up, Ross. So. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, okay, Inter Milan, after three successive Champions League wins, have now failed to win their last three. Um, I've written here, Adam, are they South African batsmen? <laughs> uh, with this amount of choking. Um, <laughs> and so Group B now looks like Barcelona top on 13 points, uh, Spurs 7, Inter 7, PSV 1. But Barcelona play uh, Spurs at the new Camp uh, next. And... Camp new. All right. Sorry, Mr. Flipping. Caught <laughs> by hat hipster. Uh, PSV lost two one to Barcelona with a rather scrumptious um, Lionel Messi goal. That yeah. On what? What was wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. It yeah. was Good. it was amazing and just confusing for a little while. Like I, I wasn't really sure what happened. Also, the pass from Dembele is terrible. He's passing it into <laughs> yeah. Messi when he's surrounded by four people and still that happens. Like, yes. I did sort of rewind and watch it two or three times yeah. to see what exactly he had done. Um, yeah. and, I, you kind of, and even after I know what's happened, I'm kind of watching Dembele go, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're kind of expecting a hit to the goalkeeper's right, not down at his near post yeah. as well. Yeah. It was an awesome goal. But... Barcelona are well and truly group winners here. So, I mean, Spurs are going to be playing a second-string Barcelona team, which, albeit, is probably an incredibly good team. They've just, I, they've just got a better interest result, aren't they? Because they're on points, level on goals, yeah. everything. Uh, yeah, they just match it, don't they? Not, do they have to better it or match it? I thought they just have to match it. I match it, I should imagine, because Spurs are second um, on the same points. Yeah, so... Um, I think they've got a very good chance of doing it. Especially considering a, a, a Barcelona play Espanyol the uh, weekend before the game, so I think you could see a a, a messiless Barcelona. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, but I mean, you know, you've still got a Torre Vidal coming on, haven't you? People like that. <laughs> they're not bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad replacements, are they? <laughs> no, no, but <clears throat> but when when Spurs are at their best, they're a very very good team. And so they just, you know what you've got to do, just need to go out and put a performance out, don't they? Yeah. Lots of people saying very nice things about Musa Sissoko. Uh, he has been very good for a, a, a good period of weeks now. I thought that in the Man City game where they lost, um, he was probably Tottenham's best player on the pitch. He also played quite well in, what was the last game I watched them play? Yeah, that one. Chelsea. So, <laughs> Chelsea, that was it, Ross. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, uh, I think I think that he ha- he's 
turning it around, I suppose. Yeah. Because this is the thing that um, if you're looking to beat Mourinho with a big stick at, you can say, well, look at what Spurs are doing. They've had their best start to a Premier League uh, with while they're homeless and spent no money in the summer. Yeah. I don't want to beat Mourinho with a stick, though. I'm enjoying it. Keep him there. <laughs> <clears throat> um, next up for Spurs, they're away at Arsenal. Now, I've written here, Arsenal, 11 matches unbeaten in the Premier League. I've written flat-track bullies, question mark, next week. Yeah. Um, because, of course, they had those two losses start the season against Chelsea and Manchester City, didn't they? Um, and they've been on a bit of a run since then. Are you on the toilet? <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> We're going to be <laughs> treated as a then. <laughs> no, sorry, I just had to move to a charger. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, Arsenal, are they frat trap bullies? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm speaking to my friend, I, 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 he's, he's scared this weekend. Is he? Yeah. Adam, they all team, are you scared? Yeah, Tottenham at the weekend. Uh, Spurs have won eight out of nine in the, in the Premier League um, most recently. Uh, 34 goals have been scored in the Premier League in this fixture, which is the most friendly fixture in the Premier League. Um, although Pochettino away at Arsenal in the Premier League era has uh, played five and lost five. So it's not looking too good for him. Mm, that's not a record he wants to maintain, is it? Well, you'd think not, unless he was a massive troll. <laughs> an Arsenal fan, secretly. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Uh, OK, elsewhere in the Champions League, feel free to jump in where you want. Uh, in Group A, Atletico Madrid uh, riffed on uh, Thierry Henry's pain as they, they beat Monaco 2-0. Mm-hmm. Dortmund drew 0-0 with Bruges. So in Group A, you've got Dortmund and Atletico Madrid nine points to a through. Uh, Bruges on four. Poor old Monaco down at the bottom of one. They are awful this season. Absolutely you get awful. You hire a manager who spent 10 minutes every six months as Bobby Martinez's assistant. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw them a couple of weeks ago playing PSG and it was awful. You got basically it was Falcao and 10 teenagers and <laughs> it was just horrendous. And these teenagers weren't Mbappe teenagers. They were, yeah, they were, yeah, they were like young boys teenagers. <laughs> they were pretty appalling. Uh, Group D, Locomotive Moscow 2, Galatasaray 0, Porto 3, Schalke 1. Um, so Porto on 10 points, Schalke 8, Galatasaray 4, Locomotive on 0. Uh, group E, I, uh, AK Athens 0, IX 2, a few crowd issues there. Uh, Bayern Munich 5 Benfica 1 uh, Iron Robin scored 2 guess how he scored them <laughs> I made this joke to, uh, uh, to some of my friends um, you could I could give you the opportunity to describe it 90, 100 times and 99 of them you'd get it right yep. what do you think you did Ross I'm going to guess you cut in from the right wing incorrect yeah. diving header <laughs> shocker um, uh, so Bayern are top arm, 13 points. Ajax are also through. Um, they're on 11 points. So it's the first time since 2005 they're through to the knockout stages, which is lovely to see. Uh, Benfica on four, AK on zero. Finally, Group G, Seska uh, one, Victoria Pilsen two. Uh, Roma nil, Real Madrid two. Um, I've written again, Roma shoots souls in foot, similar to Inter Milan. Who saw the Cengiz under miss? No. Have you not seen this? This makes Ronnie Rosenthal... <laughs> like some sort of 30 yard that went wide he was literally have you seen it Adam was he what a foot two foot he was inside the six yard box ball comes crossing through he is literally in the middle of the goal and he has to tap it in and he side foots it over the bar Uh, and the Gareth Bale (laughs) (laughs) 
I like Chengiz under. He's a very, very good player. Um, so it was, it was quite sad to see. But also, they shot themselves in the foot with a Gareth Bale goal as well. They're sort of, you know, when they sort of play out from the back and have that little sort of dally around when the team play out from the back. Um, well, it went wrong and Real Madrid scored. So Madrid are through on 12 points as of Roma on nine, Pilsen and Sesco on four each. So that is the Champions League done and dusted. Um, Leagues this weekend around Europe, land and beyond. Um, in Spain, Seville are top on 26 points, followed by Barcelona on 25, Atletico on 24, and Alaves on 23. So, sixth place Real Madrid play Valencia, Barcelona play Villarreal, and it is um, fourth versus uh, top. First as Alaves play Seville. Ross, you've got 11 sports, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I do. Have you got 11 sports yet, Adam? No. Just ask You're going to get it, wouldn't you? <laughs> you can only watch it on one login at a time. Oh, really? So me, you and Jared are have to sort of work out some sort of timetable. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought you went and got it the other week for the Classic game. Uh, no, I didn't bother in the end. How expensive is that doorbell you've got? <laughs> <laughs> I bought, uh, well, I, the smart thermostat's over there. How much was your smart thermostat? £150. It is £50. A year for eleven sports, Chris. That's more than you yeah, pay for but, an Xbox. But, but yeah. can I? Can, but can I? Can I sit at my desk and see how warm it is in my flat? <laughs> no, you can ring the wife and ask her. <laughs> you can sit at your desk and watch eleven sports. <laughs> uh, in Germany, with BT Sport. Adam, you got BT Sport. I have access to the BT Sport. You've got BT Sport. So, in Germany, Dortmund are on 30 points. Gladbach on 26. Eintracht Frankfurt on 23. Uh, who was Nico Kovac's old team, who's now at um, Bayern Munich. And they're fifth on 21 points. So, uh, Dortmund are at home to Freiburg. Werder Bremen are at home to Bayern Munich. And it is um, fourth versus second as RB Leipzig take on Gladbach at 2.30 on Sunday. Just want to start to cut my Sunday roast, <laughs> which is perfect for me. <laughs> Uh, in Italy, with your hipster and leather sports, oh, not you. Um, it is Juventus versus Fiorentina. This is quite a feisty game, isn't it? Yeah, this should be, should be a fun one. This has got one with a bit of history, going back to the days of Roberto Baggio, isn't it? When he left and joined, he, he left Fiorentina to join Juventus, uh, and then came to take a penalty, refused to take a penalty. I think he was subbed off, and as he got subbed off, he picked up a or subbed off for Juventus. He picked up a Fiorentina scarf and walked off with it. Mm. Uh, didn't, so they, didn't, didn't they? Didn't um, they? Didn't they riot for two days on the streets of Florence when that happened? When uh, left? I think they pretty much did. Yeah, they weren't very happy, were they? Emotional bunch, aren't they? The Italians, yeah, they're a Latin lot, <laughs> aren't they? Um, and it's Roma versus Inter, uh, and also Milan versus Parma. That's fifth versus sixth Milan versus Parma. That's such a nineties fixture, isn't it? It's I good. mean, at, at this point, considering most of the teams that you expect to be good in Italy are bad. Yeah, um, aren't all of aren't all Serie A fixtures mainly nineties fixtures? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Juventus top of thirty seven. Uh, Napoli twenty nine. Inks twenty eight. Lazio. Sorry, what? Three. Sorry. Uh, in, are you, are Juventus? Uh, Juventus are eight points clear. Yeah, for thirteen yes. games. Yes. <laughs> is this why you've not got eleven sports? Just turn is it, it more? Is it more competitive in Scotland? Yes, it genuinely is this season. <laughs> <laughs> time, to, time to have a think lads something's <laughs> gone wrong <laughs> uh, in Holland it's PSV versus Feyenoord that is first versus third um, 
Turkey, it's Besiktas in fourth versus Galatasaray in third. And the A-League in Australia, because we all like that, don't we? It's Wellington Phoenix versus Perth Glory. That is a very, very geographically far fixture to play, uh, which is why I've picked that one to watch. So if any team playing Perth, is a very, very far geographical game to play. I mean, it is. We've got to go that little bit further to get to Wellington. They're using it to their advantage because Perth are top of the league as well. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Sorry, what the because uh, I'm the Wellington as in Wellington as in in New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's what happens in the A League. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Well, who's who's playing in the English Premier League tonight? <laughs> yeah, bloody black the... country wolves. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what um what league do Monaco play? I mean, how? No, 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 but no, 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 no. What league did Monaco play? <laughs> how? Do, if I, if you needed to get from Paris to Monaco, how would you get there, Chris? By you car? Try. Yes. Yeah. By car. If you needed to get to say Cardiff, how would you get yeah. there? By car. Well, you'd probably go by boat, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if uh, you drive, trying... go to Perth and drive to Wellington. <laughs> Go on, do it. Is that a similar experience for any Spanish team wanting to play Tenerife in the Liga? That is not the same, and you know it it's, isn't. It's completely the same. Or what it's about not if, the same. What about if um, Real Madrid get Melita in a cup match and they have to drive to a different continent? <laughs> they have to go to North. They have to go to uh, North Africa. You know this isn't the same. Of course, what's the difference? Uh, it's well, one. It's like four hours on a plane for, to, to New Zealand from Australia. <laughs> It's still an island. Yeah, it is a island. different. Kind of, no, this is this is rubbish. So we've either got Monaco as a different country playing in Ligue 1, or we've got islands playing in um, uh, in Tenerife in, in the Spanish divisions. It's tin pot. It's tin pot. Tin is what pot. This is. It's exactly the same. Don't shake your head. You know. You know. I'm right. <laughs> Anyway, when Perth land in New Zealand, they get to play against Newcastle legend Stephen Taylor. <laughs> yeah. It makes it all like worthwhile. <laughs> Probably a reason they went got four points from five games. Uh, that is a reason if you've watched Wellington so far this season. Um, okay, so, bits and bobs of news. Now, I've written Matthew Hedges sports watching. Who's been kept abreast of this Matthew Hedges case this week? Only when you told me. Sort of. Okay, so Matthew Hedges was the British academic who uh, was jailed in the United Arab Emirates for spying. He's an academic. I mean, academic is what I call my stuff if I got caught spying as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bit like sorry. So, uh, to, to go back to Pete Town to go back to Pete Townsend when he got in trouble. What did he say he was doing? Researching <laughs> a book. <laughs> so if you're ever caught in your local leisure centre, <laughs> you're researching a book. Um. Matthew Hedges was a British academic that specialises in, I think, something like Middle Eastern uh, or Middle East um, security. He was arrested in the UAE for spying. Uh, and after a five-minute trial um, and signing a confession that was written in Arabic, um, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Uh, he has been released this week um, and sent home on humanitarian grounds. Uh, some Manchester City fans are saying this is a good thing and it shows how wonderful Manchester City are because it's their regime that is part of the UAE and the will rise rolling already. Uh, and isn't it wonderful how Manchester City have got owners like this in the Premier League because they can help influence situations like this? Hmm. Who am I coming to first on this one, Adam? Football fans are the worst, aren't they? 
absolute <laughs> worst. Because you don't even need to get... It's it's defending the... Why, you don't need to defend the indefensible. No. You don't need to do it. Because, do you know what? Ross, is a prime example, Ross, as a Leeds fan here. Mm-hmm. When Ross was younger, he chose or was forced to become a Leeds fan. Yes. And, <laughs> and he's been a Leeds fan all his life. Ross, as he said, has lived with the ups and downs of that club, and has Ross has no control over who owns that club. Like you have no control as whoever you are, Wimbledon fan. You don't even necessarily have control where your club, even where your club plays. Like as far as I can say, if you support a club, you support a set of colours. Almost like man, the club that Man City is now is a shadow of the club that any Man City, any fan of Man City who's been involved with them for 15 years, supported 15 years ago. That Those things don't have to be divorced completely, but it doesn't mean that you now have to defend Arab race. It's not Man City's fans' fault that they own their club. But that doesn't mean you have to defend them at the same time. Okay. Is it okay to be a neutral fan and enjoy this wonderful football that Manchester City are giving us, um, but not be okay with the regime, Ross, that, where, they, you know, where their owners come from? Can you do both? Yes, I think you can. Look, I enjoy yeah. watching yeah. them play, but I don't particularly care what their owners do outside of the football club or outside of the football world. Have either of you got a problem with watching the World Cup in 2022? What time is it going to be on? <laughs> is that really... really you, 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 I mean, the human rights problem. issues and... Really, so the human rights issues out there and the workers that have died building the stadiums... Leeds that... have a link with the Aspire Academy in Qatar. So I can't, oh, okay. I can't declare an interest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I'd um, like. I'd like to pretend. I'd like not pretend. The, 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 there's a part of me that does. It does have a problem, but there's another part of me that knows that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because at the same time, if you had a problem, if you have a problem with 2022, why didn't you have a problem with 2018? Yeah. And did you watch 2000? Did I watch two? Did I have a problem with that? The same problem. Yep. Did I watch it? Yep. Am I still going to watch it? I know I am. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I am. Does that make me a perfect per- person? No. Does it make me a hypocrite? Quite possibly. But uh, an honest hypocrite, at least. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, it's interesting you say that because I, I didn't watch the 2008 Olympics because they were in China and I didn't watch them for that reason. Um, however, but, as Ross said, what time was it on? <laughs> so that's very easy to be a hypocrite there it's very yeah. easy when, when it's on at five in the morning going I don't know I'm not going to watch this as a moral point because uh, I would not there is no way I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning to watch the diving because of the terrible things they do no you're right but that's the, that's the thing I remember watching that thinking you know I'm not watching this because of the regime and then I did, but then I didn't think well what if this was the World Cup and like you guys saying I'm going to struggle to not watch the World Cup and I probably will end up watching it and probably end up feeling a bit rubbish about it as well. But what if one of these awful regimes bought your club? Um, because there was talk of the Saudi Royal Family investing into Manchester United. And at least one fan I spoke to said, if the Saudi Royal Family invested in Manchester United, they would go and support FC United of Manchester straight away in a heartbeat. Honestly, I would. Okay. Honestly, would you I, know? I, I admire that. Um, at the same time, You you the uh, you've invested into you've invested a lot into the the club that you support and as I said if 
if tomorrow there was a newspaper story saying that they were going to buy buy Everton, what could I do to stop it? You couldn't do anything, but you have your... But even as a collective, what could the fans do to stop it? Quite possibly nothing, but then you've got your own principles you need to adhere to, to make your, so you can look at yourself in the mirror every morning. Yeah. But does, is there not a, a small element of kind of like, I, I, was, I was here, you're, you're on my lawn? <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. I'd like to be like the guy I spoke to. And, you know, if the Saudi royal family bought Liverpool, I'd like to think I'd go and watch... SC Liverpool of Liverpool, you know, whatever equivalent. I mean, you could probably make it more. You could probably make it more convenient for you at that point, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> we, were, we were owned by a criminal, a convicted criminal, and uh, it obviously it's not the same sort of thing. But... At least he was a real person. Exactly. Yeah, he existed. <laughs> Always like to get that jab in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't support him and what he did and what his his methods were. But I still supported the team regardless, even when we were abysmal. And it's. I, I wanted Red Bull to take us over after that. I've got no problem with becoming Red Bull Leeds or whatever it would have been. It, it's still a football club. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have a problem being known by you know Red Bull or I wouldn't have a problem if Anfield got renamed or something like that. I, in thinking about it, I would have a problem if a regime like, you know, the, the, the same regimes that own City and PSG, if, I would have a problem if they bought Liverpool. I would think about going somewhere else, whether I would or not. Not going somewhere else. I would, I would think about, you know, sort of withdrawing my support, whether I would or not. I don't know if I have the kahunas to do that or not. I wouldn't. I want to get out of the and fucking championship. And, that, and that's coming from that's coming from from us, who are, are free, um, uh, free very armchair fans. Yeah. If if you're if you're someone who goes to Old Trafford every week, and you and Old Trafford is a or like, like I said, in the terms of the things you support, if you are a Manchester United fan, you support the red shirt. You that Old Trafford is your church, for want of a better term, your your place of worship. For to, to <laughs> strangle this metaphor, those are the things that are important to you. Those things don't change depending on whether you're owned by the Glazers, whether you are a PLC, or whether you're owned by King Prince Mohammed. Yeah, they, but they the FC United the Blazers, didn't they for a bit, and that's where FC United came from. But it, yeah, it, they're still sell out every week unless you're playing young boys. But FC United is um, FC uh, FC United is slightly disingenuous, is it not? Because FC United is based on the fact that that their anger that they wanted more money invested in the club. <laughs> I didn't. Th- I thought they didn't like the fact that the money was being taken out of the club in the way it was. Well. That's because so they wanted yeah, more money invested in the club. Yeah, on, yeah. I mean, you're, you're saying the same thing in a different way. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll move on then um, with some other bits and bobs. Right, a couple in France want to call their baby uh, Griezmann Mbappe, uh, Griezmann Mbappe, but a local registrar has refused because he is quote unquote against the child's best interest. This matter has been referred to the local prosecutor. He could either order the parents to change the name, or he could rename the baby himself. What? Do you know what should happen? <laughs> what? The registrar, the registrar should be promoted immediately. <laughs> Sterilisation is what should happen. Do, do we? Is there like a transfer system for registrars where we could get him <laughs> to this country to stop things like that happening here? Because I want to buy that man, man or woman a beer. Maybe Griezmann and Mbappe should name the baby. <laughs> 
Killian Antonio, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they should. Uh, David De Gea has had his contract extended uh, to 2020. United have done that. Um, his contract did run out this year. I'm kind of cynical. Well, I'm kind of cynical thinking they've done that so they can get some money from the summer. It kind of didn't run out this year, did it, when they extended it? Because yeah. it, they, it's not like they, it's like they went, they just pressed a button and then it wasn't, it, all of a sudden it wasn't ending this year. <laughs> I wonder if they've done that so they can sell him in the sum of some money. Um, um, talk about we thought, and PSG. We, we thought that was going to happen. We thought that was going to happen for the last four years and it yeah. hasn't. I'm, I'm not convinced. I've, I've never been convinced that, that David Teher maybe wants to go anywhere else apart from Real Madrid and that door's closed to him. Yeah. Um, um, I think that that's all well and good, but he has maybe suffered at Manchester United for a little bit too long. So you're, you have to weigh up your options between whether, as people who have no access to the inner circle of David De Gea, as to whether being a club legend is more important to him than maybe winning things. Because those are... He's already won a lot of things at Manchester United. Let's not not forget that. It's not like he was only been there for the barren times. Um, and some to some players, different things are, di- are important. And he, he could stay at Manchester United, make an absolute shit ton of money, and be as were the legend of the of a decade period of Manchester United. Um who are still one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, but he's going to win more being Juventus goalkeeper, isn't he? He is going to win more being Juventus goalkeeper, but... He's going to have a lot less to but, do. But, who, but is that going oh, to... Yeah. Is, but is that <laughs> he wouldn't want that. What, is that what he wants? That's what I mean. Like, Jose he, could, he could have pushed could, for this Madrid move before, couldn't he? He could have really Jose refused. Mar- Jose Mourinho is all well and good with his Steven Gerrard. We'll put our medals on the table at the end of our career career bit. Um, that was a dig, wasn't it? It was a dig. But, <laughs> but what's more important, Steven Gerrard, having won maybe probably that time winning two um, two two Premier League titles, maybe maybe another Champions League win or being a Liverpool great. Or not letting his wife eat pancakes ever again. <laughs> and I know that that's slightly different because Stephen Gerrard is from Liverpool, but that I still think there's a there is a similarity in those two points. Like he could he could be a Manchester United great. Yeah. He could. Uh, I think the reason he wanted to go back to Real Madrid was personal. Um, Spain and that, isn't it? Yeah. It's all that lot, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't rain as much. <laughs> Especially not in Tenerife. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, from what I understand, it's on the plane is where the rain is. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? It was the um, MLS Cup yesterday. Uh, Sporting Kansas City lost 3-2 to Portland Timbers. Two goals from Diego Valeri and an absolute humdinger from Sebastian Blanco. If you get a chance to watch this. Uh, they are going to meet um, Atlanta FC. Uh, sorry, Atlanta United in the final. Uh, they beat New York Red Bulls three one on aggregate. Um, Salt Campbell aren't, is oh, aren't, aren't, aren't Atlanta like? Uh, haven't they only been a club for like two years? Yeah, brand yes, new. that's Tata Martino's club, isn't it? Yeah. And um, they play in the mainland. 
I mean, it's exciting that, um, well, d- d- if you were cleverer, Chris, you'd have picked up on the fact that I'm fairly sure there's there's um, Canadian teams in the MLS, isn't there? Yeah, but they're, they're joined by land, though, aren't they? Well, we've had that argument, and you claimed that that was bollocks. So with your, with your Monaco nonsense. Um, <laughs> um, I think that, uh, that for someone who cares very little about, about MLS, that um, it's nice to see those two teams. They do seem to be the, um, the, the funnest teams in terms of... Um, Atlanta seem to have done a lot with... seem to have a really great sort of fan interaction and the fan experience when you see them playing in their, their new stadium seems very good and loud and packed considering it's America yeah. and Port- Portland Timbers are always doing weird shit like cutting wood up and <laughs> lumberjacks which lumberjacks near a flying football feels unsafe yeah. <laughs> there was a guy that ran at the Danny Baker show years ago he was a tree surgeon who after a um an afternoon's or a morning shift decided to check out a game on his way back and managed to sneak in with his chainsaw and was really tempted to set it off and wave it above his head but decided it probably best wasn't to. Probably best. <laughs> um, he needs to see a doctor. Yeah. That's... Who, uh, just thought... Well, do, do you know, I, I've stuck it in now. What, what shall I do? Well, the only logical thing is to wave it around like a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liam Ridgewell, of course, plays for Portland Timbers. Fifty pound note wiping, bottom wiping, Liam Ridgewell. Yeah, but he's regretting that now, isn't he? I bet he is. <laughs> he to paid, be fair, I don't, I don't that, think I would be. Paid, that, paid, bit in, um, in, in America, that bit in America, that whole gag doesn't work as well in America because all the money looks the same. <laughs> Having discovered the exchange rate between Britain and the United States this week, I um, I very much have sympathy for that gag. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Tom Campbell is a Macclesfield manager. Um, described himself as one of the best players in the world this week. Uh, he is the eighth. No, 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 hold on. He he described Sol Campbell as one of the best players in the world <laughs> last week. He was asked if it would be a culture shock and he said, no, I played at Portsmouth. <laughs> yes! My Complete, fucking hero. Completely forgetting his Manchester, uh, his Notts County days. He's the eighth... back on board. I'm so back on board. He's the eighth British and minority ethnic manager in um, in the English Premier at the moment. Macclesfield seems to remember gave Paul Ince a start, didn't they? Did, yeah. um, in the management career, it's... For him. shoot! <laughs> <laughs> it's not an enviable task that he's got, is it? Uh, they're bottom of the league, Macclesfield, and they are awful. Um, I, I don't think, think gonna it's going to end very. For us. Yeah, for lols, maybe not for uh, anything else. Yeah. I, again, I, I saw I, I saw a lot of um, uh, coaches and people I, uh, who I follow on Twitter who were actually quite. Ang- angry at um, Campbell's comments when he's saying that because they were basically saying that these aren't interchangeable skills. You're a coach now. No one cares that you played in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. Um, and that that level of arrogance or what perceived arrogance does not suggest a successful tenure. No. Uh, I can't. Say, I think you've got to have a completely different mindset. It's not about you anymore when you're the manager, is it? It's about everybody else but you. It's all about something. One, right? one, per, one man excluded. Exactly. Ballybrack <laughs> uh, FC. Who's heard of them? Nope. Uh, Ballybrack FC are a team in Ireland. They got a player playing for them called Fernando Nuno Lefuente. Does this ring any bells? Sounds Irish. 
<laughs> well, I'll have you know that in the... Bloody immigration, they should leave the EU. Otherwise, <laughs> that stuff is going to happen all the time. In 1588, after the Spanish Armada... It would Armada, really make our lives easier if they would leave the EU. <laughs> in 1588, after the Spanish Armada, quite a few sailors did get washed up in Ireland. So <laughs> there is every chance. Anyway, he's not. He's Spanish. Um, Ballybrat FC had a fixture to play. By the sounds of it, they couldn't really fulfil it or they didn't want to play it or something like that. So uh, they suggested to him that they would announce that he got a broken leg and he would be unable to play. Um, what they announced to the league and to the media and to everybody else was that far worse than a broken leg was that he'd actually died. Yeah, with this. <laughs> <laughs> is, that uh, just a, like a, is that just like a severe typo? Well, it died in a motorcycle accident. Uh, oh, the no. game was as soon up. as he've had a... No, to be fair, you could have broken your leg in a motorcycle accident. You could. Don't embellish. Because the... yeah. <laughs> now you can't up. ever play him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've got some bloody good physios at this club. <laughs> uh, the game was postponed and other fixtures had a minute silence and it came to light. <laughs> oh, it was God. perfectly well. Um, he had to explain to his mum that he wasn't dead. He went it, on the radio uh, and said that he wasn't like dead. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I've already done this joke once, but is Stephen Ireland their manager? <laughs> uh, the club have committed what they call is quote unquote a gross error of judgment. Really? Fucking yeah, uh, and they've sacked the person that, or they've removed from football duties, which probably means sort of sacked uh, the person that came out with this harebrained idea. They this could... is up there with them um, sticking sort of sandpaper on cricket balls, isn't it? They could have kept it quiet for like. This is worse than that. This is miracle. worse. If it was Easter, I couldn't have been any more on board with this. Yeah, just save him to but... <laughs> Do you remember how Santi Corzola was revealed as the Villarreal player who came out of that sort of glass filled smoke box? Or maybe if they carried a coffin onto the pitch on their Boxing Day fixture and opened the casket <laughs> and he jumped out in full kit. Sits up like 90s Undertaker wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, in our new section called Cornish Corner, as we're carrying on from last week, um, Truro uh, City are returning to Truro Road for the rest of the season. They were playing at Torquay, which was a something like 200-mile round trip for your home fixtures. Only 39 fans went last week. Uh, so it's nice for these to see come home, isn't it? Well, they'll be joined by the two others at, uh, at Truro City's home ground next week. <laughs> uh, right, Premier League chaps. Um, it is already the Neil Warnock telling Santo... The Sprinto to fuck off Derby. Um, Cars were winning 2 1 currently. I think they were losing that at one point. Wolves are on a bit of a run, aren't they, at the moment? An unenviable run. Yeah, if they can both get relegated, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so, we will start Along with, with Fulham. Yes. <laughs> and Huddersfield. And Huddersfield. And Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> Is it basically the bottom nine you and, want relegated? And Sunderland again. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace versus Burnley tomorrow. Palace run a winless run stretching back nine games Burnley winless in six so this is hardly a clash of titans this is it um, Palace have lost three out of their last four versus Burnley what's the opposite of like a, game, a boxing match when someone's got to lose their row this is <laughs> someone's got to find oh, it could be a draw could be a draw that's why this doesn't work going to be first on match of the day by default because they're all so shit <laughs> they are actually aren't they <laughs> whichever team wins 1-0 is going to be first on match of the day uh, Burnley's lost top, last top flight away win um, in London came in 1969. Did I write London? No, sorry. Burnley's last top flight away win in December, sorry, came in 1969. Oh, right. They're the same or close. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I couldn't read my writing, sorry. Uh, oh, no, Burnley have lost their last three in London, conceding four each time. There you go. Though I knew there was a London in there somewhere. I um, reckon I reckon there are schools in, in the Cornwall area that have loads of stuff that's not getting fixed yeah. and one school where they just keep fixing things that aren't broken because your handwriting <laughs> is just stitching up the stitching up the taxpayer left, right and centre. It's not something that can be discounted, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wilfred Zaha was supposed to be the key to Crystal Palace this season. He's fallen off the cliff as well, hasn't he? How do we see this one go? They're both going to lose somehow. Both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I think Palace will win. Yeah, 1 0, probably. Okay. Uh, Huddersfield versus Brighton. Huddersfield looking for the third win in four games, Ross. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Murray has scored 40% of all of um, Brighton's goals in the Premier League. Ever. Ever in the Premier League. Well, this end of this season, last season, uh, he's got 19 out of their 48 Premier League goals. This is the most League One. He's 35 as well, isn't he? He's yeah. But he's doing what the, we've had this before with like Grant Holt and players like that that just kind of have a purple patch for seemingly unknown reasons. Yeah. What was the fa- fantastic status? I was the Bournemouth one like that, but just like players. Jo- um, Josh King is Bournemouth's all-time leading Premier League goal scorer as well. <laughs> it sounds impressive to you trying to look back how long they've been in the Premier League for. <laughs> <laughs> and, you look, and, and you look and see the numbers 35 goals. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> uh, know, care, want to predict how this one's going to go? Well, we, we all want Brighton to win, don't we? How's Pretty much, yeah. Despite me. <laughs> I have a genuine option. Yeah. They've probably got a picture of you in their changing rooms above their lockers. Being, David, Wagner doesn't give, David Wagner doesn't give a team talk. He's <laughs> just your photo up. <laughs> we'll lose to Sheffield United and then they'll win and they'll be the kings of Yorkshire for a weekend. <laughs> uh, that's a non-bitter Leeds fan there. Um, just think, you could, have started, you could have started school and been well into your secondary education now and still not seen Leeds in the Premier League. Don't, Chris. Don't. That's just a thought, isn't it? Leicester City versus Watford in the Jordan Stewart derby. Leicester have beaten them four in the Premier League. Uh, Watford <laughs> lost 3 0 to Liverpool last week, didn't they? Um, Leicester have won all four Premier League games at home to Watford. And Watford have only got one clean sheet in 12 away games. So this has got Leicester written all over it. Although Leicester are one of those weird teams that I hate predicting. It's the Jamie Vardy <laughs> comeback game, isn't it? I think. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what Leicester are? As Paul. As Paul... Paul Merson would describe them and normally Everton as a bag of revels. <laughs> is it like life is like a box of chocolates thing, is it? It's, it's, you don't know what, yeah, it is. <laughs> but let me get my thing so I can shape my stat on that was on Football 365 on. So, uh, isn't he, Paul Merson? Paul I think he's on pieces of meeting. He was a good player, that's fair. He was really. He was, he was a phenomenal player. Yeah. Just a very bizarre pundit. Pundit was, yeah. Oh, he's at the beans on post. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Paul? I've actually come round to Paul a little bit more because I hate the rest of them even more. Yeah, Letitia so, pissed me off more than any of them. I don't understand why Letitia has a job when he admitted to... Admitted to, to don't get me started again, yeah. He literally admitted to betting on football. Yeah. And he's allowed... It's just... It's funny. It's laughed about. It's just, it, yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Bradley Wiggins! <laughs> <laughs> Keep moving, keep moving. Bradley Wiggins isn't on Soccer Saturday talking no. about football every week, Chris. <laughs> I went to, I, I'll talk to you about Bradley Wiggins afterwards. Yeah. Right, so, uh, where's it gone? Um, Revels, I'm coming Revels, around Revels. Chris Sutton. 
I really like Chris Sutton. Though. You've got a problem. You're a deviant. Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone listened to the Five Life Football Daily podcast? He just sits there taking the piss out of Ian Wright the whole time, and it's really, really funny because he does it in such a sort of dry and sort of very dry way. He'll say, um, Ian Wright will say, I'm going to make a point right now. And, it'll be about, and Chris Sutton will say, well, about bloody time you did. You know. <laughs> so Paul Merson does a column on the Sky Sports website where he predicts games a bit like the Mark Lawrence one. He does a betting and, column. No, a prediction, just like a oh, predicting the scores and stuff, like 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 Lawrenson does for for BBC. And since since November two thousand and fifteen, Paul Merson on eleven different occasions has described a team as like a bag of revels. Who's counting? Is this Opta? <laughs> Football three six five accounting. I can tell you that he's done it. He's referred to Everton as like a bag of revels. One, uh, two, three. Four. Oh my god! Yeah, Everton are very much like a bag of revels. Liverpool twice. Maybe he thinks this is like his catchphrase or something. It is. It's fast becoming his catchphrase. Maybe he's aware of this though. Maybe I don't think Paul. Uh, maybe he's aware of a lot of things. <sighs> I. I... It's the fact that Max Rushton described him as actually being a really nice bloke because I felt yeah. bad about being so mean about him. Whereas I think Letizia is actually a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen, Jesse. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle versus West Ham. Uh, Newcastle, look, again, they're a team in form looking for their fourth straight win. Oh, yeah. That's come out of nowhere, hasn't it? It has, really, hasn't it? You think where they were uh, before their fourth straight win. Uh, you think where they were a month ago, they were sort of they couldn't buy a point, could they? Let alone 12, a win. 12, 12 of less of them, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> Hands up if you're an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Carroll said he's 200th Premier League appearance. Really? Yeah. Andy Carroll, yeah. did you say? Okay, so he's not going to make his turn. Yeah. Right, we can all talk about things that aren't going to happen. five years' time, you'll make that one. I remember in this podcast last week, I read out that um, Andy Carroll and Jack Wilshere were both vying for a starting place, and I thought, well, neither of those are going to happen. Newcastle versus West Ham have won their last three, um, and they've lost... Uh, well, Rafa has won six out of seven at home in the Premier League era versus West Ham, so this is a gimme, isn't it? It's a long journey for a West Ham fan, isn't it, seeing lose? Yeah. I don't know. West Ham are a bit like a bag of revels. <laughs> Um, but, I did, but I, West Ham are actually quite good, aren't they? When like they've been got, yeah. they've just have, have, have they hit a rough patch on playing good teams? Like they got beaten four 0 by Man City, but a lot of better teams are going to get beaten by Man City and made yeah, to look silly. Yeah, um, they've got good players. I thought that it seemed that they were making some. Pellegrini was making some progress. Um, would I be surprised if all of a sudden Newcastle? Fell back to earth? No. Um, I think I probably would pick West Ham to win this narrowly. Do you know what? I nearly picked Marko Inortovic on my fantasy team this week because he seems to be on a very good run of form this season. I went for Mitrovic instead, thinking that Ranieri is going to get some sort of song out of him. But if Arnautovic plays well, then that's probably West Ham's best chance for a win, isn't it? Yeah, if he plays well, West Ham play well. I want Newcastle I to do win like because Rafa needs one more win to become the only the third foreign coach to get 100 wins in the Premier League. 
Are we having a stat off? No, that's just that's just a good stat. I want Rafa to get a hundred. I like Rafa. I love Rafa. Yeah. So I, I assume foreign means non-British. Yeah. So it's just it's Wenger and Jose then. Yeah, basically. Jose only got one hundred and five. Has he? Yeah. Uh, he, oh, it, he, went to, he went to he went to Real Madrid and Inter, didn't he? True. Yeah. No one's catching Arsenal. 286. No, that would never be repeated. No. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of Chelsea, um, finally, it's the uh, last game of the weekend, which Adam isn't going to watch. It's Chelsea versus Fulham. I mean, how the fixture computer manages to get this on us, I do not know. It's just magic. <laughs> Chelsea got their first loss last weekend when they played um, Spurs. And did they draw against you guys a couple of weeks ago, Adam? So Who? Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, nil-nil in a game where they had to try and kick us off the park because we were just... Just too much football for them. Adam was furious okay. at this if you followed his tweets over that weekend. Oh, it's disgraceful. <laughs> so they've not won for a couple of games then, have they? And, and of course, yeah, it was, that, it was, last... that uh, Marco Alonso was that that was a tackle. That tackle was like a car crash. Yeah, but Harry Arthur should have had a throw in last weekend. <laughs> you guys, Chris has brushed that off. <laughs> <laughs> or missed it. Yeah, no, I got it. Like <laughs> 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 straight past that one. What did you make of that last week? You saw that match today. Harry Arter arguing over a throwing or something. Get some hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Ranieri back at Chelsea, isn't it? It should be fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, they got that first win last week versus Southampton. So are they going to be on a bit of a, a bounce now, do you think, with Ranieri back? Should Fulham... No. Well, he's, well, I don't head. know. He's, he's offered them pizza and that seems to... They won less just... for the league, didn't it? The thought of pizza. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That must be some pizza. Like, I don't know where he's buying his pizza from, but it must be fucking good. <laughs> Chelsea have lost uh, one out of 26 versus Fulham uh, in the Premier League era. Yeah, they're not losing this one. I really like this. I, re- I really like derbies that are really one-sided. Yeah. And this is definitely one of them. Like the Merseyside My, fa- my favourite... <laughs> I shouldn't say that before tomorrow. Before yeah, Sunday, yeah. should I? I'm going to have to <laughs> So much fun on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely, the amount of questions I'm going to send you about how did it, about enjoying the game, and I'm going to end them with the word no. As no. Well. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh. Um. It, I love I love London derbies because I love that Fulham, uh, the Fulham Chelsea. Chelsea don't care, but Fulham really care. <laughs> Chelsea actually care more again about Tottenham, but Tottenham care more about Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal and Tottenham actually care about each other and West Ham care more about the other two teams and no one cares really about West Ham. So it's just... Yeah, (laughs) Tottenham and Arsenal have got it sorted and the rest of them are just like... just like desperate for attention. They're thirsty, (laughs) absolutely. I was going to say, Fulham, West Ham isn't... That's not a derby, is it? No. Yeah. It's, I mean, you've got to go by Arsenal and Tottenham to get to West Ham, haven't you? <laughs> you've <laughs> never been another... to London. Never been to London, have you, Chris? <laughs> no, I sit with a bit of straddle left corner every year. <laughs> um, if Andre Schurler scores, he'll be the fourth player to score uh, four and against Chelsea in a London derby. So who are the other three? De Bruyne. No. Joe Cole. No. <laughs> Nicholas Anelka. No. <laughs> Damien Duff. It could be a real fucking day. No. Robbie Keane, he's played for everyone. 
No. <laughs> Sorry, the, for and against Chelsea in a London derby. In a London derby. Okay, I'll give you a clue. Shall I? How, how old are some of these? One still plays for Chelsea. Okay. Uh, Olivier Giroud. No, the other two are probably sort of turn of the millennia. Who, who's the other team they play for? Okay, so well, I'm not going to give you the one that's already still there. So that's that's too easy. I'm gonna do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Arsenal. Who the fuck is that? Surely it's Giroud. William Gallas. <laughs> William Gallas is one. Yes, well done. The other one, uh, who did he play for? He played for Charlton. Uh, Scott Parker. Against Charlton. No. Scott Parker. No, still not Scott Parker. <laughs> it's not Wright Phillips, is it? Why no. Wright Phillips' scissors? No. Play for Charlton? Yeah. Against Scott Parker. Leeds so. legend. Oh, fuck off. What, Lee Barrier? No. What? He played for Charlton. He did. He's not the Don't. only player. That's is it, that's is that's he a Leeds legend? <laughs> he, never played, he never played for Chelsea, though, did he? No, he didn't. Chelsea, Charlton and Leeds. Come on. Who's done that? The Holy Trinity. Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, there you go. Last one, Arsenal still plays with Chelsea. For Arsenal? He, he scored for Arsenal against Chelsea and he's scored for Chelsea. Petacek? No. Petacek? <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Fabregas. Yes. Jesus Christ. Crikey, I thought you'd get that He one. doesn't still play for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> he's been replaced by an Italian. He still sort of hangs around. <laughs> he, he just he just holds Ross Barkley's underwear when he's getting changed. Like Bill Shankly when he couldn't bring himself to leave and he was often sort of found hanging around outside Melwood. <laughs> <laughs> just kicking like, a can around. Yeah. He sat doing a puzzler in this sort of porter cabin at the front of the Cobham training ground. <laughs> right. And that brings us to the end of um, the podcast. Anyone got any A or B or anything? Yes. I oh. want to talk about the picture that Alexis Sanchez put on his own... Instagram that I've just shared. Yeah, I shared recently in the WhatsApp group. It? He has put a photo up on his own Instagram, which I don't believe has been photoshopped. I believe it's on. <laughs> you can see it on his Instagram where he is laying on the sofa, and you can see his um, his like uh, cabinet where he has two photos in a photo frame. They're the same photo. Oh, they are <laughs> of him and his dogs, obviously. Yes. I'm just bring it up on the Facebook feed so people can see it. He has. And the other one is of him and two dogs as well, but it's a different picture. <laughs> Not two dogs, his two dogs. His and two his dog is in the photo. So, yeah. so it's actually, dog. in theory, you could argue there are seven dogs or just two dogs in that one photo. <laughs> but it's the same photo. It's mental. Yeah. Just a big fan of it. Loves it. <laughs> yeah, but they're next to each other as well. <laughs> At least put that other picture in the middle. Separate them <laughs> <laughs> That is bizarre. Ross, have you got any AOB at all? Who leads playing this weekend? Sheffield United in a Yorkshire derby at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Are they? Yeah, we always lose to them. Is. Really annoyingly. You do always lose Yorkshire derbies, don't you? Especially to them. Billy Sharp is bound to score, so back him because he used to play for Leeds and we liked him, but he uh, seemingly hates us now. You can't say bad things about Billy Sharp. <sighs> Just because his kid died. He's still a tight on football field. <laughs> Ah, but you talk about Marcus Alonso and Chris just ignores you. <laughs> no, yeah, we're going to United back, back then to win because they always beat us. Um, Where is yeah, it? Uh, oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? I'm going to say... Yorkshire. You, you were at home last week. York- Yorkshire, Yorkshire, we've been Yorkshire. over this. 
you were at home last week, weren't you? So I'm going to assume you you guys are away. We were at home on Tuesday, yeah, against Reading. Um, that's not how it works. We've realised that the random computer doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, four derbies in one weekend. Combined. I just, yeah. I, I, the thing about that is, I really hope that it is it is random, but they just keep sitting there pressing the button until it gives them what they want. <laughs> so someone just to keep doing it. But reloading their championship manager games. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll get this eventually. Have we got there yet? And then they get to they press it again to by mistake because they're just used to it. Like, yeah. Oh, it's gone. You can't go. There's no undo button. <laughs> My only way beat is listen to the unusual efforts podcast this week. Uh, the first 25 minutes of it, uh, really, really powerful stuff from Jesse and Sonia. What's it about? I'm Megan. And Megan, yeah, she doesn't really speak too much on the subject, but it's the uh, speaking about Ronaldo and the ongoing um, him, him being the front of the uh, against women in vi- women's violence campaign. Seemingly a bad choice by Juve. Sport washing, which mm. is kind of what we were on about earlier on with Matthew Hedges. Yeah, yes, it's very, very good that, um, that podcast. I suggest you listen to that. Um, you can it's almost like Chris is really fucking any of his. Almost what, Terry? I was saying it's almost like you're just again another podcast where you got your ideas from. I've done all out there. <laughs> one of our own, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you can't steal from yourself. These people release stuff on the airways. What do they expect? That's, that's what Colin told me anyway. <laughs> um, what else have we had? We've had the European podcast out this week. Uh, is there going to be a Sunday show? I assume. Yeah, this Dave week. And Chris will be back. It's nice actually to be able to do an extra time show and, and be safe in the knowledge there will be a Sunday show. Yeah, that's that's not a ham for a few seasons. No, it hasn't. I suppose did a great job. Um, the European football show, where they talk about that little European country called Argentina, <laughs> you need a fucking plane to get to that, Chris, don't you? <laughs> not Well, not if you want to get the Channel Tunnel and drive down to Madrid, you don't. Well, no, because it's awkward now, isn't it? Because... <laughs> We like, we like to uh, all the accent bases on Man of the Post. That's what we've done. That's what we're, we're aiming for. Yeah, we do that. So you can subscribe to Man of the Post on iTunes if you've got a superior iPhone. Uh, if you've got some piece of shite like an Android, then you can go to Acast or you can go to Stitcher if you're Sonia. Um, and you Stitcher can only Sonia. Our Stitcher numbers are appalling. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, you can subscribe, follow, like, whatever on there, and automatically fall into your inbox. Uh, we've been live streaming this podcast, um, so please go and like Man on the Post on Facebook because we're um, producing content on there. Um, at Man on the Post is a Twitter account. At Man on the Post is the Instagram account. Uh, boys, if they want to follow you, Adam, how do they do that? Uh, Adam, I say one hundred and one. You'll be sure okay. to have lots of coherent, well thought out thoughts on the derby on on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I will, I will point out that one time there was a derby game. There was one time there was a derby game where Jack Rodwell got sent off, and all I did from that point because he definitely should have been sent off, and all I did was tweet that every challenge challenge since then from a Liverpool player was worse than Jack. Just literally, just that was worse than Jack's. That was worse than Jack's. So that's the kind of stuff you might be able to look forward to. I'm putting my Christmas tree up on Sunday. I'm really not looking forward to Sunday now. This is our first Christmas with the new puppy. Um, and baubles hanging down from a tree is just going to be absolutely all over. So this is going to be hell Sunday, especially if, if Liverpool lose. So don't put it up on the second of December then. Yeah. I live. No, I'm outvoted by children. Put it up on the third of November, like me. Yeah, uh, Ross. If they want to follow you, how do they do that? Um, at Rossbow1984, where you can see my really well thought out thoughts on Billy Sharp scoring against us on Saturday. <laughs> 
Right. Ross has got you, Ross. You've got too many sofas in your house. Why are you now putting Christmas decorations <laughs> up as well? We have two Christmas trees up. <laughs> exactly. Have three one, actually. One of my daughters. Really what? Well. Yeah. What world am I living in? <laughs> I hate Christmas. I can't wait for it to be over. Oh, I fucking love Christmas. Get in the spirit. No your, your, um, your Christmas present came today, Ross, and it was even better than I imagined it being. Nice. Check out my Facebook profile picture for my thoughts on Christmas. That's probably the best way of assuming what I quite like. Um, right, guys, thank you so much. No worries. You're more than welcome. Brilliant. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs> man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>